Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Thank you so much for joining me on episode number 202 of the show. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing three different elements of the forehand ground stroke and kind of studying them and seeing how closely related they are. And those different elements are the timing of the swing, footwork, and also contact point. So you're going to find out exactly how closely those three things are related. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's go ahead and get right down to business here. Today's question comes to us from Australia, and I'm going to apologize in advance if I don't get the pronunciation correct, but I believe it is Shakti. Shakti, it's uh, S-H-A-K-T-I. I'm going to go with Shakti, and I apologize if that's not correct. So Shakti wrote and said, I think I'm a 3.5 to 4.0 player. I've never really rated myself and not sure how to go about it. I only play socially. I wanted to ask, how can I ensure that I'm always ready to play shots in time? I find myself being late on most shots, especially my forehand. And as a result, I mostly end up taking my forehand down the line, and my opponents start to pick up on that. I do drills and everything possible, I think, but in match situations, I always seem to be late on my shots. How far in front of my body is the perfect spot to hit the forehand, and is my footwork faulty or too slow? Really appreciate your help in the podcast. They have solved a lot of my problems. Okay. And Shakti uh, signs the email as that senior web programmer bloke. <laughs> So Shakti, thank you for your question. Thank you uh, for being a listener down under. And I've got quite a few topics actually to talk to related to this. I want to kind of unpack Shakti's question. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page as far as how these different questions are related, how these different topics are related. And I want to deal with something first and foremost that Shakti asked he asked, I, I wanted to ask, how can I ensure that I'm always ready to, to play shots in time? Well, can you ensure that you're always ready to play shots in time? And the answer is no. I, I want to get that out there first and foremost, especially for those of you listeners that are perfectionistic in nature, like I am. I, this, is, <laughs> this is really, uh, truthfully, probably kind of a reminder for, for myself uh, just as much as for anybody else, you can never be fully prepared for every shot that your opponent hits, period. And it doesn't matter what level you are. It really doesn't make any difference. When you watch the pros on TV, they cannot get prepared for every shot that their opponents hit. You know, that's just how it goes. It's important to be realistic and not beat yourself up over that. No matter how good your footwork is, no matter how good your anticipation is, you cannot control how good of a shot your opponent hits. And so when they hit such a good shot that you just can't get in good enough position, don't beat yourself up over that. Now, obviously, we want to strive to continue being as good as possible at positioning ourselves and, and improving our footwork and improving our anticipation and all of those good things. But 
even so, we cannot always be in the best spot possible. Now, let's talk about these other topics that Shakti is is asking about. First of all, timing, being late on a swing. Now, it's really important to understand, Shakti and everybody else listening, that being late on a swing and footwork are almost completely different things. Almost. I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean by that, but they're almost completely different. Being late means how you time your swing with the oncoming ball. So each, each time your opponent hits a shot, the ball is traveling towards you at whatever speed that they, they've hit the ball at. And timing refers to when you decide to make your swing towards the ball in relationship to where the ball is to you and how fast it's coming. So the faster the ball comes, the sooner you need to quote unquote time your swing to make contact in the right spot. The slower it comes, the more time you have to quote unquote time your swing. And how you time your swing affects the depth at which you make contact. The longer you wait, the further back, as it were, in relationship to you, the ball is. So if you imagine yourself turned to the side in a, in a square stance, meaning that your body is perpendicular to the, to the baseline, perpendicular to the net, and your stance, your, your feet, your toes are pointing to the side. So if you're a right-handed player and you're turning to the side for a forehand in a square stance, your toes will be pointing off to the side. So the longer you wait to begin your swing, the further back in your stance or the further to your right as you're facing to the right, the further to your right the ball travels, the further back you start making contact. The earlier you begin your swing, the further in front or the more to the left you make contact. So timing is all about depth, how, how deep in your stance or how shallow in your stance or how far in front of your body or how far back from the edge of your body you're making contact, etc. Footwork is, is a very different function. Footwork mainly... Well, let me just give a definition. How you position yourself in relationship to the oncoming ball. So how you move your feet to position yourself in relationship with the ball. And this mostly affects the width and the height that you make contact from. How well you, you move your feet is going to determine if you're making contact high, maybe shoulder high or above, in your strike zone, which is typically right around waist height, or maybe low, below, below your strike zone, down below waist height. Footwork determines that, how well you move your feet to move your body up or back. And it it also affects how close you make contact to your body. So that's width as opposed to depth. Depth, again, making contact further in front or further back. That's timing. Width is how close to your body or how far away from your body width-wise. So along the baseline, if you're turning to the side, to the right, to hit a, a forehand as a righty, How you move your feet is going to determine if you're jammed up, meaning the ball is too close to your body, too close to your core, or too far away from your body. So that's footwork. Now, footwork can affect depth in in extreme situations. Again, just for so everybody's clear, footwork mostly determines the height and the width that you make contact at. Being late or early, timing affects the depth that you make contact at. I I want to be very clear on that. So I'm just repeating for for clarity. However, footwork can affect depth, how how deep, meaning how far in front or how far back you make contact in extreme situations. What I mean by that is it's just physically impossible to 
fully get to the ball. And everybody knows what I'm talking about here. Maybe your opponent hits a big ground stroke and you're on the baseline and you run, you know, you, you react as quickly as possible. You, re, you run as quickly as possible. You move your feet to the best of your ability, but you can't get to the ball in time. And so by the time you get there, maybe you can just barely touch the ball, but it's back behind you. So it really had nothing to do with your timing. You didn't have, you just didn't have a choice. You know, you would have loved to, to time your swing earlier to make contact in a, in an easier position in terms of depth, but you just could not get to the ball. So in such extreme situations like that, footwork can lead to differences in depth of contact point. But for your typical rally ball, for your average ground stroke exchange back and forth, footwork really doesn't affect depth. That is timing. Okay. So that's that's my little talk on footwork basis I'm sorry, footwork versus timing and the different contact point elements that that they affect. It's really some people don't like my show because I go into I talk, quote unquote, I talk too much. I go into way too much detail on stuff like this, but I I don't care. I I'm going to continue explaining things like this because at the end of the day First of all, I'm going to be true to myself and how I like to teach, and I'm going to be true to those people that, that have enjoyed the show over the years that I've done it. And also, I personally feel like discussions like this are very important because if you don't understand the differences between ele stroke elements like this, then you will be constantly misdiagnosing the problems that you have on the court. That's why it's so important to to understand the little details like this. Because if you don't know what controls what and what is related to what when it comes to timing or footwork or, or contact points, then you could very, very, very easily think that your problem is something totally different than what the problem actually is. And I, you know, that's the most important job that I put upon myself and, and my, from my point of view is educating all of you listening so that you understand what actually controls what and what actually is uh related to what when it comes to your technique so all right rant rant over there so to answer your question specifically shakti after going over those details to answer your question specifically is your footwork faulty or too slow if this is happening on a regular basis and it sounds like it is that your forehand is late and you it's you have it seems to you like you really just don't have a choice. Everything just goes down the line over and over and over again. Is it a footwork issue? Is your footwork incorrect or are you too slow? Probably not. It's a timing issue. Now, if it's only on really difficult shots that it goes down the line, then I would say, yeah, it's probably possible we could improve your footwork so that you could get in a better position to time the swing better or to be in a more comfortable spot to where you can physically make contact in front enough to hit cross courts. But if this is happening over and over again and it's a pattern, then from the sound of things, this is a totally a timing issue, not a footwork issue. And that's why my the first five, six, seven minutes of the show are so important because it show it proves or it shows what Shakti's issue is. It's a timing issue. Now, to answer your, your next question, how far in front is perfect for a forehand? Well, that really can depend quite a bit. It depends on your grip. It can depend on your stance. And it can depend on your style as well. Some players hit with more of a double bend 
in their arm as they make contact and, and follow through. Other players are much more of a straight arm style forehand. I'm not going to get into the differences or which I think is better or anything like that right now. But it depends on those three things. And and I just went back before I began recording the show. I, I took a look at some of, some of my pro footage. I looked at freeze frame of uh, Federer and also of Nadal, two players that hit their forehands definitely using different styles. Federer has an Eastern grip and Nadal has a semi-Western grip. The more of a... Um, the less aggressive of a grip you have, the further back naturally your contact point will be. Federer uses uh, an eastern forehand grip, which by today's standards is not aggressive at all. And looking at the video I have of him, he's usually making contact about 12 inches out in front of the front edge of his body. And the one particular shot I looked at, he was using a square stance, meaning that his stance was perpendicular to the baseline. And as he was making contact, his racket was a foot right around there, right about 12 inches in front of his body. Now, Roger hits with a very straight arm style. Uh, He really extends forwards and out towards the ball. So I would say that for most people, it's probably going to be a couple of inches further back than that with an Eastern grip, probably somewhere 8, 10 inches. Somewhere in there is probably going to be around comfortable for the majority of people. Looking at Rafa, uh, he uses a semi-Western grip. The, the more aggressive of a grip you use, naturally, the more out in front usually is comfortable to make contact. Rafa also makes contact with an extended straight arm the vast majority of the time, and he has a further grip. So his contact point is farther in front. He's about 14, 16, 16 inches, give or take, out in front. So he's definitely further out in front than Roger is at contact. Uh, And he was hitting with a semi-open stance, by the way. He wasn't full open on this particular shot I was looking at. He was at a semi-open stance and semi-Western grip, about 14, 16 inches out in front. So if you're using a a continental grip, which would basically be, you know, (laughs) the least aggressive grip possible for a forehand, and you were hitting in a square stance sideways to the net, then you'd you know, you want to be probably four, six inches out in front of your body. Definitely don't want to make contact even with your body or certainly not behind. Definitely out in front, at least a little bit. Exactly how far out in front is going to depend on those different elements. So Shakti, hopefully all this information is helpful to you. You know, ultimately it sounds like a timing issue for you. You say that you're practicing uh, and usually the problem is within competition I I would wager, you know, if if I if I had to bet on what the issue is, I would wager that it's very possibly a tension issue for you. You're getting tight in competition and very often that leads to players being a little bit later and kind of pushing the ball a little bit. They're not loose and extending out towards the ball the way that they would in practice. And so a lot of times players hit late and kind of push the ball down the line for that reason. It's actually almost exactly my problem on my backhand. I tend to hit everything down the line, and uh, I tend to get tight on it. I'm not loose. I don't, I don't really let the racket swing freely, and I, I very often struggle hitting cross-court on my own backhand uh, in competition. So it's, it's not an uncommon problem. And uh, so, so I, would, I would be conscious of that, Shakti. Um, be conscious of how tight you are in competition. Relax 
and make sure you have a target. If you can hit cross court, no problem in practice, then it's something where you got to get out there, be competitive as often as possible, force yourself to aim cross court and do the best you can to break out of this rut with your timing and start being able to hit cross court freely and whenever you need to. So, Shakti, again, thank you so much for your question submission. Thank you again for being a listener in Australia. I appreciate it. And hopefully this is helpful to you. Best of luck. All right. That does it for episode number 203 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some good value out of today's episode. And I hope that you subscribe on iTunes and continue listening to the show. I would appreciate that. Also, if, uh, if you've been using iTunes, iTunes is the best way, by the way, to, to get the show on a regular basis. You can subscribe and, and then automatically every new show downloads. I would really appreciate it, if you haven't done this already, to go to iTunes, rate the show out of five stars, and leave a review. I, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to do that. If you enjoy the show... Right. <laughs> I guess even if you don't enjoy the show, you know, be honest. Uh, be honest. Give me give me an honest review on on iTunes and uh, an honest rating, and uh, I would appreciate that very much. That helps with the ratings on iTunes. Helps the the show show up a little bit more often with when people search for for certain topics or, or certain uh, types of of shows. So uh, if you could take a few minutes to do that on iTunes, I'd appreciate it very much i look for uh, hopefully a couple of new ones in, in the next uh, week or two all right so with that i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and wrap the show up thanks again for listening i appreciate it take care and good luck with your tennis